Now to growing concerns about you must stay at home. Total cases in the U.S. now top 8.4 million. The new variant of coronavirus is out of control. I hate you, 2020! Well, that was a pile of crap, I know. However, we did see some amazing tech companies emerge from the crisis. And this podcast is me going around the world talking to founders of these companies. And some of these founder stories are absolutely amazing and can't wait to share them with you. So, from San Francisco to Sydney, my name's Ben Kenwright, introducing the 2020 Entrepreneurs Club podcast. Okay, so welcome back. We're on episode 10 of the 2020 Entrepreneurs Club podcast. We're about halfway through season one now. So keep listening because we've got many more cool guests to come. Well, we don't have many more. We've got about 10 as we're halfway. I've mentioned it before. We're going to get way more informative. So coming up, we've got chats with investors, VCs. Of course, we have more conversations with entrepreneurs, but we're going to be delving into the financing element of it and just generally where you can start so if you have this idea in your head and you're wondering where to start keep listening if you've already launched if you're pre-revenue post-revenue wherever you are at on your entrepreneurial journey we're hopefully going to be providing a bit more insight as to what you can do next and if you just like hearing entrepreneur stories well please keep on listening today we are taking our first trip to australia where we are meeting Tom Lipchinski, who is the co-founder and CEO at Viply. Viply are a video-based job board, essentially. And Tom's story is very interesting because he's come from working for the biggest company in employment, the biggest job board on the planet, Indeed. And if you haven't heard of Indeed, then you probably live on the moon. And Tom has done something which is no mean feat, launched a job board. You know, job boards tend to be quite big, they're difficult to compete with. Uh, so it's a brave concept, but it's a clever one, and he's gonna tell us more about it now. So without any further ado, welcoming Tom Lipchinski of Viply. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, hi, Ben, how are you going? I'm good. Uh, whereabouts in the world are you, Tom? Sunny Sydney, Australia. So morning for me, night time for you. Yes, yes, we are literally opposing ends of the earth. Uh, which is good. You are the first Aussie on the podcast. So welcome to the club, Tom, from Down Under. No, I appreciate it. Good to be here. So, Tom, you are definitely one of those guys that launched um, Vply in... Am I saying it right, by the way? Vply. You are. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we, we have different versions, Vply, Vply. So, yeah, Vply is probably the, the preferred, but yeah, I'm not scrutinizing yet. So you've launched Viply uh, officially in July. So you're definitely one of those that launched, well, because of COVID or, you know, after that it struck. I say that because we have some guests who were already building a business, COVID struck, and they went, shit, how do we do it anyway? And then we have other guests that kind of saw the situation and thought, fuck it, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start something. So yeah. uh, as you're the first Aussie on the podcast, talk us through those early months of COVID. So it's March 2020. Um, you can see it coming from China into Thailand into South Korea, and then it's it's in. I think Tom Hanks caught COVID in Australia at some point. Like, he did. So right, yeah. You, everyone remembers where they were when Tom Hanks got COVID, right? So think of that moment, <laughs> and then talk us through yes. what was happening on the ground when it comes to businesses going into panic and lockdowns, and talk us through all of that uh, initial impacts of COVID. Yeah, well, look, naturally, I was in tears when I heard about Tom Hanks. Uh, so that's my first reaction. Yeah. Um, how am I going to prevail? Um, 
No, but look, in all seriousness, yeah, it, it came pretty quick. And I think um, I was working at uh, Indeed at the time. Um, so, yeah, people in HR tech would know Indeed, yeah, number one job site globally. So everything happened pretty quick. Obviously, the way that Indeed functions, they take things like that very seriously. And obviously, having a global responsibility, um, we were one of the first sort of companies within HR in Australia to just shift everyone home, um, lock up the offices. So yeah, my last day at work was actually in March, like you said, um, and I was at a conference and I didn't have a chance to go into the office and even take my stuff to go home. And yeah, I, I had no idea at the time that that would be my last day working for Indeed in the city uh, at this conference. So Basically, after that, um, we got a couple of different communications from HR that, um, yeah, the offices would be shut until middle of 2021. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the, the start of the story for me. So, you're thrust into working from home. At this point, you're working for, the, I mean, everyone, if you don't know who Indeed are, you, you must be living on Mars, right? You know, Indeed are by far <laughs> the biggest name in all things HR tech, but just in employment in general. Uh, and you'd been at Indeed. Yes. For a while in a in a senior position, um, and this VPI being your first tech venture, so you're suddenly working remotely, no colleagues around, and you're wondering how to shift your job into this new environment. Probably fighting fires, I'd imagine. At what point did you start to think actually, I could use this as an opportunity to start my own venture? Yeah, look, I think. Um... In terms of a catalyst, so it's something I've been thinking about for quite some time, just to do more. And I think maybe the older you get, you have a passion just to do more, right? You don't want to be a cog in the wheel of a, of a giant machine, which I felt like I was. Um, Indeed is a great employer. Um, I had a really good time there. So yeah, just shy of five years working at Indeed. But I always felt like I wanted to contribute more. Um, and I found it quite challenging to you know, to push my ideas and yeah, even to implement video into any parts of uh, Indeed. So yeah, I guess Indeed, a couple of things happened. So yeah, obviously COVID, um, that helped formulate my exit strategy a bit more from, from leaving Indeed. Uh, also Indeed offering everyone globally a voluntary redundancy package, which I saw as a if not now, then when, you know, I've been thinking about it for quite some time. I really wanted to do this video play. Um, and now indeed are actually offering something. Um, let's do this. So yeah, that, that was my thought process. I basically took the money. Um, I started, you know, I put that money towards starting the MVP and uh, I left on the end of May and started Vipply on the 1st of July. Okay, so that kind of worked out really nicely then. So you're at home anyway. Uh, you've wanted to do this for a while and they've given you a few bucks. That's right. So, Tom, you've never yeah. done this before. You know, you, you've worked in very senior positions with big, big job boards. Uh, but you've certainly never started a, a job board from scratch. You've got, you've got a few dollars in the bank from Indeed. We're still mid-COVID. Everywhere's still fucked, right? Yes. How, what, were the, what was the first call you made? How did you go about putting this concept into, well, how did you go about building this MVP? 
Yeah, sure. I think um, it's funny. I still remember the first days. I still obviously had that uh, employee mentality of sitting down and just going through, hey, these are my tasks for the day and I'll just do them and, you know, close up the laptop at 5.30 and start again at 8.30. So I think that was one of the challenges, just reprogramming that mindset of employee versus entrepreneur or, you know, business owner. Um, June, it was actually good to take some time off in June and adjust. But even in July, when I officially started, I still, I guess, struggled a little bit just with that uh, work-life balance and how do I start it and what do I do? And, you know, there's so much to do from obviously legal to capital raising to, yeah, tech, all this stuff that I've never done before. So, Initially, I was like, yeah, we need to start building this platform. Um, so my co-founder, he actually used a team in Romania, which is very convenient in terms of time zones from Sydney. Um, so I had a team in Romania build the MVP. And um, yeah, so I was working all of a sudden odd hours just to sort of correlate with all the work that those guys were doing to build it out. Uh, so yeah, that's probably the first thing I did, you know, to pull the money together, start building the MVP. And uh, the first phone call was just to my old clients, just to say, hey, you know, I've left and I've started this. We don't have anything, but I'd love to chat soon. So you're calling big companies? Um, yeah. How did those conversations go? Interesting. The biggest ones are probably put on the, on the burner for now. You know, I was like, it's too early to speak to the likes of, Randstad and Hayes and, you know, this huge global HR players. Uh, so, yeah, I started sort of with the smaller ones, the more nimble ones that could probably go, okay, we'll give you a try and we'll give it a go. But I also was very aware of integrations and how HR people work. Um, they don't really want to go outside of the systems. No one really wants to do something outside the norm. Uh, they pay a lot for the HR stack that they use. Um, so asking anyone to go outside it is, is quite tricky. So your ex-job batter, Ben, um, so you definitely understand this. So yeah, I focused actually on job batter as my first ATS integration and that happened pretty quick. So I was lucky enough to, to build the MVP quite quickly and to have one key integration done relatively quickly also. So at what point in time, we, we've kicked things off in, in July officially, um, at what point in time was the MVP ready for you to, well, firstly, plonk onto job adder, which is an ATS, and then actually sell it? So it happened relatively quickly, right? In terms of the dev world, it only took a couple of months. Um, I actually found a team in Jakarta. So again, right, moving all around the globe in different time zones. And the team in Jakarta helped with that integration with Jobada and uh, that's just through chance. I, I found out that this particular company specialized in, in video in HR. Um, so yeah, they were, they were really uh, useful in formulating that implementation while I still had the main dev in Romania. So <laughs> all of a sudden it was maybe too many cooks, uh, you know, uh, code being overwritten in different time zones. And yeah, there, there was a little bit of, um, I wouldn't say massive conflict, but yeah, it was quite tricky to kind of manage Romania and Jakarta from Sydney. Um, but it did happen quite quickly. And in terms of 
I guess, monetizing and selling. Yeah, that didn't happen for quite some time after that. So my focus was just to build a bit of scale and get companies on before I start selling. Sure. So the first step of, I mean, you've done what a lot of founders do. You go to the areas in the world where you can get development uh, at a very reasonable price. Uh, we all know, yes. at least in Europe, we know of Asia. Uh, but is that daunting for you to take that initial cash flow that you've got? You know, it's a payout, it's your life savings, you're about to bet this on a dream. Is it quite daunting to just seek these people out over Zoom video and give them some money? And was there anyone with it guiding you through that uh, process at the time? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, yeah, super daunting. I think... Um... Obviously, I had a buffer and I wasn't sort of um, in a position where I would jeopardize my, you know, whole life savings into this venture. So, but yeah, I did allocate some money. Uh, so did my co-founder. Uh, but another thing I did quite quickly was start capital raising. Again, through my past, I was a stockbroker. So I've got a colleague who at the time uh, was a junior stockbroker, but he became a CEO of a stockbroking firm and um, yeah, so he assisted with capital raising, which we've raised early on, um, and that helped with cash flow, I guess. Just just to answer your question directly, but still, right? It's it's investors' money. Um, it's my money. A team in Romania. Yeah, I found it quite challenging. And again, not knowing Dev, you know, if someone said to me, "Look, it, it costs fifteen thousand to implement," uh, you know, mobile friendly website uh, i didn't really have enough knowledge to know is that a is a good amount or a bad amount um so yeah I, I think that part i'm obviously a lot more confident now but yeah i did find it quite tricky with immediate sort of financial outgoings into dev uh and you mentioned co-founder uh talk us through the the team as it was and and as it is now and how that kind of dynamic played out with these outsourced development guys that you hired at the time? Yeah, sure. So my co-founder, uh, his name is James. He's based in Melbourne. Um, so yeah, one interesting part is that since COVID hit, I've only seen him once physically. Uh, you know, we met many times talking about the possibility of starting Vaply, but uh, obviously, yeah, it was quite challenging just to catch up and go, hey, let's do this. Um, so He's almost like my my Zoom love. You know, I see him on Zoom every day uh, in different clothing, in different cafes. So I'm getting to know Melbourne quite well just through Zoom. Uh, yeah, James, he's got, he's not fully involved in the business. So I'm the one who's 100% sort of committed to the business, picking up a small salary from the capital raising that we do now. Uh, but yeah, James just has an experience in marketing. He's probably... A lot more fast moving than me. I'm a bit more methodical. And again, maybe that's due to my employment history and not being entrepreneur prior to this. Everything's a little bit more sort of thought out and, you know, task lists while he's like, all right, we need to do a video. Let's do it today. Get on Fiverr, get someone to do it, done. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. You know, for me in my Indeed mindset, that takes a month <laughs> so yeah it was a good good sort of uh marriage in terms of getting stuff done quickly but also not too quickly where yeah we don't want them to just make too many mistakes along the way so yeah basically tom and james we are the co-founders um the team is now in jakarta so 
working with the team there's three developers on um one front end i guess one back end and one lead that's looking over everything and um we don't have, we haven't hired any staff, but we actually started getting a couple of marketing interns, uh, which have been awesome. Yeah. So I guess I didn't really think of utilizing internships at the beginning, but um, yeah, I definitely would recommend it to any founder starting off with a very lean runway and obviously trying to minimize costs, but also give someone some good experience. So speaking of interns, we actually have a guest out of Miami who's launched a venture in 2020 around, uh, it's, it's a tech platform for interns. Uh, so it's an HR tech platform where companies can uh, essentially be matched with um, available interns. I'm going to let him explain it because I'm sure I'm not doing it justice. Nah, perfect. It'd be very relevant. Um, so this, I, I love this. This is a proper grassroots found a story and I've said this to I'm not going to lie Tom I have said that to other guests but it's because we're getting lots of great uh, startup stories but you're I thought I was special for, Ben but that's okay you are Tom you're working for one of the biggest companies on the planet it's like a six billion dollar company right indeed it's huge and Correct. and then to, to to see to sense voluntary redundancy and go yeah fuck it and then um pull together this team around you and then all of a sudden turn into a global operation quite literally you've got devs in Romania devs in Jakarta even your co-founders a few hundred miles down the road in Melbourne you know you just it's scrappy it's rolling the sleeves up and it's impressive that you've managed to do that from being so process driven and so corporate mind you know having such a corporate mindset like you said so let's rewind slightly because I feel like we skipped over this point because we both understand our way around HR tech Vipply, what is it? Good question. Uh, look, it's a it's a video based platform uh, for browsing and applying for jobs. I think the key differentiator for us is yeah, obviously the jobs do come through normally through all these different integrations. So if you log in now and you log in an hour later, there'll be different jobs displaying. But when you click on apply, you actually apply with a video. So you have an option to record uh, or you have a pre-recorded video that you can apply with. So we've done a lot of testing. Yeah, 30 second video goes straight through and um, yeah, it just comes through to the HR manager or recruiter or, you know, whoever's hiring via their systems. So yeah, that's the premise. And I think what I found in my history is just the mass of CVs, uh, flying through the world and I don't think it's the most efficient process and I don't think that we will change the industry as a whole but I think certain roles um, in retail hospitality there shouldn't be such a huge focus on the CV and cover letter when you know people are quite young that don't have extensive career history uh, but they can make a really good coffee uh, in 10 seconds so why not actually show that on a video or if someone's an amazing salesperson, why not do a 30 second pitch on anything? I think that's a better representation of someone skilled or not over a piece of paper, which you can obviously stuff with keywords to, to highlight how great you are, but you could just fumble at the interview because you're not. <laughs> so yeah, I think throughout my seven years, uh, probably eight now in, in, HR yeah I've always had an issue with 
people getting too many CVs or not enough and, you know, they're not qualified. And it was a big challenge working at, uh, yeah, my last last couple of employers. You've hit the nail on the head. And uh, so it's my first experience of interviewing startup founders at such an early stage. Right. But there is a bit of a theme emerging of people doing something fucking obvious, right? (laughs) It is so obvious (laughs) that if you're applying for a job as a barista... You don't need to talk about your uh, your GCSEs or whatever the equivalent is. You, you don't need to Absolutely. talk about that uh, geography course you did. It's, it, none of it is relevant. But because template, uh, sorry, because CVs are templated, people feel that's the way they have to do it. But unfortunately, the person that receives the CV also reads it in a templated fashion. I do it now, I, I, and I try and look at. HR and employment from a different perspective. But when I see a CV, I read three of the roles. I go, okay, tenure, fair, skill set, right. And I would, uh, you know, push a CV onto the no pile if that template hasn't matched the template in my head. But really, if I'm screening someone for a sales role, what's the point? You know, there are some obvious points on the CV. You know, if this person has hopped around their whole time and they've gone from one industry to another, then yes, you can say it's a poor CV. But really, I'm going to want to see how that person sells and then start to dig into their their background in more detail to see what is relevant. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I think that's what we are doing. We're almost trying to flip it over, right? So initially when I started, I was death to CVs, death to cover letters, never again. Um, I'm a little bit more aware of the importance of of CVs and cover letters and employment history and so on. Um, but I still think that why not start with a video, video application? Uh, for those specific jobs, like you said, it's probably more important to, yeah, junior stockbroker. Can, can you just pitch for 30 seconds? Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, let's have a look at your career history after that. So that should be the order for that particular job, not hey, this guy is absolutely amazing or, or this girl is wonderful. Um, let's see how they perform. Oh, no, they're no good. So, yeah, I just wasted a lot of time when I could have actually got my answer within the 30-second video. Yeah, that's the the key as well. It's uh, the time-saving element because you can't have someone come onto a Zoom call, decide you don't like them and hang up the call. I mean, there might be some people that do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, generally, yes. once you've invited someone to come for an interview, then you're giving them the time of day. So why not actually do your job more diligently and just watch a, you know, what, a 10-second clip or a 30-second clip? 30-second, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a recommended time. And I think um, another big sort of issue in the industry is just coming back to job seekers that have not been successful. Um, I've got friends at, you know, Canva, for example, you know, hiring managers there. And if they put a roll up, they get, thousands you know within a couple of days obviously high unemployment rate at the moment there's a focus on jobs but uh, there's automation involved when people you know get emails saying look you've been unsuccessful unfortunately Uh, but a lot of them do come back right they do come back and say oh look can you please tell me more so I can improve someone has to respond to these emails Um, so yeah that time cost element to sourcing and to recruiters yeah it's it's massive they could be doing something totally different absolutely have you ever looked into more of a two-way or in fact i should ask that question from the start is there a two-way element at the moment or will there ever be where 
the job, uh, well, the hiring manager can be putting out some kind of video job spec and be communicating via video? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do actually have a video component for companies. So, yeah, if you, if you create a profile, um, you have a company video that you can post, obviously highlighting sunny Sydney, it's beautiful, kangaroos, yada, 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 you know, opera house, sunsets, amazing. Come to Sydney. You've seen them. Everyone's seen them, you know. I'm in a lockdown in England. (laughs) It's snowing and it's dark. I just don't want to think about where you are now, okay? I'm sure you could do a beautiful 30-second video about how good London is, um, you know. So, yeah, we do have that ability, but we don't actually have ability to do individual jobs with videos at this point in time. But obviously, yeah, we want to be a video marketplace. So, yeah, we want to have it on both sides. Saying that, we do want to focus on the job seeker and that career, you know, the job seeker path at the moment. So, yeah, until we get that 100% right and optimize it and make, you know, improve it and test it and improve it and test it, we probably won't focus on the employer too much. Well, you've certainly uh, launched this at the right time because everyone has had to become accustomed to video and video communication, whether they like it or not. You know, you've got, there's always been types of uh, employees out there that are more video centric. You know, we've used video in recruitment circles. We use video at JobAdder quite a lot. And it was the quirkier industries like media, grads were quite into it generally uh, the demographics of people that communicate via video anyway. Now, people's grandmothers are talking to them over Zoom. So everyone is <laughs> yeah. suddenly a lot more confident when it comes to recording something for a second. Uh, so the timing is impeccable. And you've taken me through the, the user experience. The UI looks great so far. Um, so it's very inviting. And I think that's the key. People don't want to go into a clinical Oops. environment when they're about to record something about themselves they feel quite you know exposed so you've done a very good job of of uh making it inviting for the user and if you start add start to add more video elements over time then that experience is only going to get nicer and nicer absolutely yeah i think you know just to to, to you know answer that i think we talked about silver linings and uh, absolutely video is the norm now uh, i didn't know who you were two weeks ago now i feel like you know, you're a brother from another mother, right? It's, uh, we've spoken a few times and we get on Zoom and yeah, just, it's so different. I don't think we could have done this a year and a half ago. It would have been very, very awkward. And um, even if we do get along, I'm sure there wouldn't be that natural flow, but everyone's on video, everyone's chatting, everyone's um, utilizing it. Like you said, you know, your grandmas. And so yeah, it, it's, it's a good time to launch for Ply, definitely. So what's next? We're at a point in time, we've had some capital raised. Uh, you have an MVP and it looks really good. You're integrated with the main ATS solution in Australia and New Zealand for recruitment agencies and corp, right? Right. What's next? What, what, what's the next year have in store for, for Ply? Yeah, absolutely. So look, we, we are still capital raising, right? I think... Um the key focus, the immediate focus is just to close our round off. Um, we're doing really well. Uh, there's still a little bit to go. So yeah, that's probably the primary focus. Um, the second focus, like you said, the integration. So we're just about to launch with Broadbean, which is, um, yeah, probably one of the biggest uh, 
ATSs. I think on the website they say they have 70% of all the HR jobs globally, you know, from, from the decos and hazes and, and so on. So, yeah, that, that's huge. When I started, I had a deco who are the number one recruitment firm globally by revenue just reach out to me from Southeast Asia saying, hey, Tom, you know, you're a contact of mine. How can we use Vaply? And I was like, well, this is too much, right? Too, too quick. But it would be great to revisit those conversations. Um, nice problem to have. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, I think very conscious of getting it wrong too. Working in startups, when I started at Indeed, it was very much a startup and we got a lot of things wrong. When I say startup, startup in Australia, right? No one knew who we were. Um, when I worked at, at Zuna, no one knew who we were. So to, to get it wrong with those giants, um, it's probably better to wait for the right time. And yeah, I feel like we're getting to the right time to speak to those companies. Um, and yeah, just, just focus a lot on the job seeker. Like what, how can we improve that flow? Um, that's the key. If they like it, if it works, um, it's going to stick. And obviously, yeah, marketing around it too. We started utilizing TikTok and things that I never thought I'd be using. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about TikTok strategies and, and things like that. So yeah, a lot of interesting things ahead of us. Well, you have to practice what you preach. Hey, you've hit on some wisdom yeah. there, Tom, around enterprise prospects and startups because I've made this mistake over the years. I've only ever worked for startups. We were the first guys on the ground right. in the UK launching Job Addict, for example, Job Addict being the trading company. <laughs> I did exactly the same thing a few years later with uh, a company out of uh, Silicon Valley called Sense, first guy on the ground in, in the UK. And okay. it's often instinctive to go and talk to the biggest logo in your in your contact book and often those big big companies are receptive to new technologies they they want to be early adopters so they'll give you the time of day but as you said indeed will take a month to decide on what sandwich they want right so they don't they won't start to intentionally waste your time but before you know it you're on this procurement path that's going on for weeks and weeks and months and you're being dragged from pillar to post and you wake up in the morning, all you can think about is this company, you're living and breathing this prospect, yes. and you're not keeping an eye on your business. And what will often happen is it will get to a point where it's just not viable. It'll either be, this is great, not right now, or more often than not, you'll realize that it doesn't quite work. There are too many integrations to be had. It's too complex a uh, company for your product to slot into when your product is still fledgling. Sure. And the, the biggest lesson in that is not putting your best foot forwards. You know, uh, you're better off saying we're not quite ready. Let's revisit that. So you having that experience with working with Indeed and having the self-discipline to do that now is is massive. But also, huge words of wisdom for for other would-be entrepreneurs out there. I did it last year, even though I've done this exact same right. process. I had a few people in my uh, professional slash social network that were C-level and in big companies. I won't name names, but big, big companies. And we right. ended up down this rabbit hole of the same procurement process with one really, really big company. And um, they probably will be a client Q3, Q4. But there were times within that where it was like, shit, I've done it again. If I back out now, I've right. ruined this forever. <laughs> if I keep going, uh, I might end up uh, <laughs> breaking everything that we've built so far. So uh, yeah, the, the self-discipline is key. It's tricky, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
so you've mentioned clients before being the staffing agencies. Is that the way you're going to go on the business development front first? Look, not necessarily. I think it's just the way we started, again, with that integration with JobAdder. Um, JobAdder do have a lot of different jobs. Um, you know, we've got a company on quite recently called Pet Circle, which are a $100 million company here in Australia, you know, doing really well. Uh, so, yeah, they, they supply, you know, pet food and they're like an Amazon for pets. Uh, they have warehouses all around Australia and... Yeah, it's, it's great, right? It's like a little mini animal Amazon. Uh, when I say little, obviously 100 mil, it's, it's sizable, but we don't sort of focus on recruitment only. Uh, I think it was just a natural flow for me because a lot of my contacts are in that industry. But um, yeah, it will definitely be a platform for everyone. We have a lot of startups on the platform. We do have, like I said, you know, coffee shops and and small retail shops. Um, so yeah, it is quite varied. And I think the focus will be varied, but it's probably going to be driven towards, like I said before, hospitality, retail, sales, all the sort of jobs that Viply is really um, going to impact rather than legal and you know GPs and sonographers where CVs will always play a part. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we'll a judge will ever get a job with a 30 second video <laughs> one day after after this whole experience of the last 12 months in tiktok i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if yeah, the exactly. prime minister was chosen via by a tiktok video are you serious uh, okay oh. there's, there's some irony in that so we use a lot of video technology right. at bub and uh we have mostly technical staff coming through our books for, for tech clients but we've also got some clients that are more generalist so there's blue collar staff coming through as well and it tends to be the ones that uh where you really need to concentrate on the cv who are the ones that actually provide the video in the first place so there's some irony in that and i would imagine that a lot of baristas and hospitality type staff don't think to forward a video because they're not kind of professional job seekers they're not like us they don't understand the, the nature of hr tech they're really good at entertaining they're really good at hospitality but somehow no one has linked the fact that because they're such people people they should be job seeking in a different way and humanizing it more with video um so the fact that you're flipping that side of things on its, its head is, is brilliant and also yes yeah, cvs always are going to have the their place uh, if you're hiring an aerospace designer, you're going to want to know what aeroplanes he's designed before, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think what I'm finding is, yeah, you're right. I think um, I was not expecting developers, um, you know, the IT sector to be receptive. And there really have been a, a big chunk of our job seekers so far is, yeah, you know, developers. And they've been, I think, just naturally, right? They understand tech and they interested to see what reply does and next thing you know they're applying for jobs um, but yeah i think just with that creativity possibilities of what we offer we've had like i said you know baristas making coffees we've had you know site site um managers um you know like foremen people on building and construction sites actually recording from top of massive buildings is showing what they've built you know help build 
on the bottom. Not very HR safe, I think, but yeah, quite interesting. You know, people are people on a farm showing me horses, and yeah, I think it's quite random in a lot of ways. But at the same time, it's quite interesting just to see what people are prepared to show and how they want to talk about themselves. I've even had a ten-minute PowerPoint presentation, you know, which is exactly what we're not trying to do. <laughs> but uh, through through testing, it's just been interesting to see how people want to express themselves. Yeah, but there's something in that. The fact that someone has felt like they, you know, a lot of the time people are given a PowerPoint presentation in person. So if they felt naturally enough to want to do that over a reply, then then that's great. Although I'm not sure I would want to Absolutely. watch a PowerPoint for 15 minutes. No, and- I don't know. It's all... A- all about code as well. So, yeah, I was like, oh, man, this is not for me. But, uh, well. <laughs> well, hey, I, I think you're doing something really uh, well there, encouraging the creativity, saying, hey, why does, you know, video uh, job applications have been around for a few years now, but it's the same format. It's me staring at the camera like I am now saying, hi, my name's Ben. I'm really interested in this job because. Uh, whereas you're encouraging this creativity of, of me saying, hey, my name's Ben, I'm good at this job because look, look at me do my job or look at the work that I did earlier. Uh, and also, if someone's landing on Reply, they can't apply for a role without using the video, whereas a lot of the other job boards that have right. the video technology or like our technology, if you apply for any bub role that's advertised out there, you'll go through some kind of video stage, but it's optional. So the uptake is really low because the CV is always king. Uh, this, the clients are still so CV focused. So I think what you guys have done, almost removing the CV out of the equation, has encouraged people to become creative, but also made the video part the most important element Absolutely. within that job seeker journey. So yeah, yeah I, I for 100%. one think it's great. If there's, well, I'm sure there's job seekers listening. How can someone actually check out the the candidate experience can you name any current live clients where there's a where there's a reply someone can tap the button on yeah absolutely look we've got um clients from healthcare to it to uh, like i said hospitality retail so in terms of australia we have jobs for companies like bunnings and target and kmart uh, so there's a lot of different jobs out there they're always scrolling so yeah i, I can't I, name just one because it could be offline um, in a couple of hours if the company decides to close it down and put a new one on. But yeah, there's a good variety there now. Uh, I think if anyone goes in and puts sales or marketing, um, there's lots of different jobs from massive companies or little ones. Um, and it's quite easy to register as a job seeker. Uh, we don't require too much detail. It's just, yeah, the bare essentials and the video. So like you said, the video is everything for us. Um, it's not a bolt on. Uh, it's a, it has to happen. Like we can't, you can't apply for a job without the video. Um, and I think one thing that we had with our testing, not to overthink it. So initially we had, you know, take three versions and choose the best one. And it almost became too, uh, people just became too self-critical, um, we do one take and you can do it again, but we don't sort of encourage it or promote to choose one from three uh, and that sort of concept. Um, and I think that that works a lot better. We have, we have had a lot more uptake since we've implemented that. Well, I think that's it. Stripping video back to his bare bones. 
You know, before Correct. video, we had to speak to someone, and if we fluffed it, they'd already heard it, so there was no point starting again. Yes. Uh, and even in the early days of being filmed, unless you were actually on a movie set, if you said something, you had to stick with it because it had already been recorded. And uh, now we do live in this culture of, uh, well, we have the luxury of recording something until we're happy with it, but it's dangerous because you do it 35 times, and then you're still not happy with it, so you give up. Um, so I, I guess what you've done, there's a genius in just making it really, really fucking simple. Uh, Absolutely. The experience is simple. The concept is simple. Uh, you just have candidates go on, hit records, submit it to the employer, and, and somehow it, it's humanizing this whole uh, process that has lost that human touch massively over the years. So uh, I, I, for one, am a fan, Tom. Uh, so before we sign off, tell <laughs> us, your biggest silver linings of the last 12 months when it's come to putting together the reply? Yeah, look, I think um, the high unemployment rate, right? It's uh, it, it, it sounds terrible to say it, but um, obviously for a, for a job board of any type, having high unemployment means a lot of job seekers are looking and it means a lot of traffic and um, people are, especially now, right, prepared to try something different. Uh, so yeah, obviously again through COVID, video becoming the norm. Like I said, it's. Uh, I think that's a big silver lining for us. That two years ago, this would have been a lot more challenging. And initially, when I thought of the concept with James, my co-founder, you know, we talked a lot. It was never the right time, and we did a lot of different surveys, like would you adopt video or not? And most people said no. And but it has shifted over time and it's definitely more pro than con now. Um, while initially maybe 10% would take it on. I think that's a silver lining and we're, we're starting to generate revenue now. And yeah, there's a little bit more noise about what we do and we've got a couple of PR and different pieces out there. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be a good one, hopefully for a lot of people, you know, finding jobs and, job creation, um, job seekers having a look at different technologies and opportunities and also remote work. Um, I think that's something that we'll really focus on this year too. You know, why can't someone in, in London work for Vaply? It's just normal now. So yeah, I think that's something that we'll look at a lot more um, rather than having versions of Vaply in different countries, we might just have one big one and you know, with remote work option. There's a reason for that, Tom, why someone can't work in London for Vaply. Because yeah, in the middle on. of winter here, in the snow, it's the middle of your summer there yeah. and it's not nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, I'll scrap that idea. Tom, what I'm fascinated to see, and hey, we're in the same industry, but I think you're going to move the needle on something big, and I think it's um, candidate success rate. I'd be really interested to track this as you go, when there's a few... 100,000 job seekers coming through that platform to see what the success rate of each application is versus a conventional job board because I think it's going to refine it a lot. I think um, sure, yeah. candidates aren't going to be doing this one-click apply necessarily, so they're going to be more selective on the roles. Employers can always uh, afford to be selective on the other side of things, but that's how it should be. And I think the video element is going to bring the quality of those applications up significantly but also Definitely. the success rate of, of the candidates because it's humanizing it from the start. They're putting their best foot forward 
in every application scenario. And I'd love you to, to start to publish those figures. 100%. I think we're all about sharing the findings and, you know, releasing white papers. And I'm interested, right? It's uh, obviously it's, it's, it's my baby, but I'm so interested to see how it unfolds. And yeah, the real metrics, right? How much time can we save? How much money can we save for a hiring manager? How much time can we save for a, you know, a job seeker instead of getting a job alert and applying for 20 jobs on the train with one click apply, like you said, right? It's so easy to apply for jobs now, but do you really care about those jobs when you're just clicking away? Uh, so yeah, I think that quality will really improve when someone's yeah, allocating you know, five minutes just to record a video and actually you get a sense of, hey, this individual really wants to work at my company. Um, so yeah, even for the internships that I offered, the two marketing ones, it was just so seamless. Um, obviously the tech, I don't want to talk about that too much because yeah, we've been talking about it, but yeah, just, just seeing the two individuals, uh, Nikki and Julianne, they were amazing. I, I just saw them and I was like, this is exactly the culture fit I'm after. I don't really need to look at the extensive, you know, backgrounds. It was just immediate hire. Saved me a lot of time. On that note, we shall let you go and keep building reply. And also I can see the sun streaming through your windows. It's uh, reminding me that I should <laughs> yeah. go to bed. Tom, thank you so much. Cheers, Ben. Excellent guest. That was fun. And I look forward, uh, as do we all, to seeing the uh, progress of Fitplay over the next uh, coming months. Appreciate it, Ben. Thank you very much. Cool. Awesome. Cheers, Tom. Well, thanks to Tom. That was a great conversation and a great guy. As ever, hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Tom's onto something here with Reply. He's bringing back authenticity to the video experience, I think. The whole of the staffing world, the whole of the HR world is trying to use video wherever possible. Obviously, they have to because of the last 12 months. And often what you see is pretty good. It's adding personalization, but it's in the form of send us a quick video snippet during the application process. We do this a lot during our application processes at Bub. We use video wherever possible, and I think we do a pretty good job of it. But Tom's looking at it from a different angle. You know, this idea around a barista showing a video snippet of themselves making a coffee, it sounds so simple, but it's actually really, really obvious and it's very, very smart. And I think that's the niche that's going to propel this brand to the next level. What he's embarking on is no mean feat. Job boards tend to be big. He's come from working for Indeed, who are worth $7 billion. These are big companies to compete with. Even the smaller job boards out there ain't so small. So what he's doing is brave, but I think he's very well qualified to do this. You don't work for Indeed for five years and other massive job boards before that and not know what you're doing. So I think he's one of the best placed people out there to embark on a project like this. The ply looks great. The user experience is good. It's very nicely designed. So yeah, Tom, I think you're gonna do very well with this and I look forward to seeing Vipply go from strength to strength. Join us this time next week. We're taking a trip back over to San Francisco Bay Area where we're talking to an investor. We're talking to a high growth startup who's going through their Series A. And as previously mentioned, we're getting way more insightful. So if you're an entrepreneur on your journey and wondering where to go next, or you have this idea of it cooking in your head and you're wondering how to actually get this off the ground, or you just like listening to amazing entrepreneur stories, then make sure you stay tuned. If you like what you hear, don't forget to please leave a review 
wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us gain organic traction and more listeners in far-flung, amazing places. And if you're listening in a far-flung, amazing place and you're a 2020 entrepreneur, I'd love to hear from you. You can look me up on LinkedIn. My name is Ben Kenwright. I think I've mentioned that part before. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you this time next week on the 2020 Entrepreneurs Club podcast. Podcast.